0: This is Becoming Inclusive from the Kaleidoscope Group, where we're thinking differently about diversity, equity, and inclusion for more empowered people at work. We're committed to real change, and that begins with real conversations. Welcome in.
1: Hey, I'm Reggie Ponder, and welcome to another episode of Becoming Inclusive. I have my co-host here with me, Katherine Potts. Hey, Kat, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, this, this time, which we do occasionally, we don't have a guest on, not because we couldn't find a guest, but there's just stuff that you and I just want to talk about. And in fact, what's so funny is that we all, we already talked about it. That's when we decide to have one of <laughs> these things. We like, you know what? Maybe we should do that on the podcast after we didn't have an hour of, of debate on it for like, for two days or whatever. Anyway. I, I saw this article, Kat, um, that talked about how companies are beginning to monitor your screen time, your stroke time, your to try to figure out what your productivity is. And so if you step away from the computer, then and and you're away from it for a, a certain amount of time, that means that's time that you cannot say that you worked and. They're monitoring that because there are people who have taken on uh, two or three at-home jobs and they're not doing any of that at-home jobs. So, so they're trying to figure out how do we how do we balance the fact that there's some people working really really hard with the fact that there's some people that are probably just trying to uh, skimp by. And I, I found the article interesting from the from the point of of almost to the micromanaging is that that you're looking at every little thing that i do at every point in time and you and i have talked about this um but before we get into the micromanaging part i actually understand part of the reasoning for trying to do some kind of monitoring if the work's not getting done if uh, uh people are saying they work eight hours a day but they're only working three i i understand it but at the end of the day my thought is did they meet their obligations, is is my thought. And so this whole thing about micromanaging was really interesting. And you and I talked about this. So uh have at it. You're just chopping at the bit. Go ahead.
2: I think there's like two facets of this, right? There's like Yes, they are wanting to oversee or or find out what is your productivity, but I think there's also a sector of like trying to manage your productivity. And I ironically actually stumbled upon this like quote that I think, um, you know, is relevant to what we're talking about. So I'm going to share it for everybody. Uh, Micromanagement is a complete waste of everybody's time. It sucks the life out of employees, fosters anxiety and creates a high stress work environment select the right people and give them room to get on with the job. So I saw that quote (laughs) and it's relevant to this conversation, obviously. Um, and, And I think that's, that's kind of the core of it, right? It's, are you really just trying to see how productive somebody is or are you micromanaging them? And then is that, is micromanaging hurting or helping? Because for me, you know, I have, I know some people that, you know, they're in a hybrid or now they're full time working from home and, you know, they have to make sure if they want to go and do something really quick in their house, they have to like move their mouse or something like that to make sure that it looks like they're doing something, which I can't imagine that's making them more productive.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you is that, that it, it's probably not making them more productive. and And I think that the 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 quote that you give is says that let let people go off and do what they need to do. And at some point, I, I guess you have to create a rapport with people that when you hire them, that you say, you know what I, I have some kind of confidence that you can do the job. However, cat, I, I actually understand having and you've been a manager as well, having been a manager, I actually understand, when you have no visibility and understanding of what your people are doing, so trying to find this balance of what what are my people doing? Uh, I, I remember this might not be a great analogy, but Mitch Mitch does these fantastic analogies, so I'm gonna try to channel my <laughs> inner Mitch. Um, but I, I in math I could always come up with the answer, but I I would. Vi- Very frequently, not do it in the in the process and the way in which they wanted you to do it. They say, "Show your work." Like I just know the answer. I I I know that two plus two is four. Do I have to show and carry the two? And I I I just know that. And I I think that uh, as a manager, I don't know that you know that yet. I have to have something there to say. What are you doing? Let me see your work. Yeah, you sent it in, but. How did you what was your thinking? How did you come up about that? Do you think that that's wrong or is that the micromanaging that bothers you?
2: Um, I don't think that it's wrong. I think sometimes it's helpful as a leader if you can see how someone got to something, because perhaps that way is more efficient than how you did or better. I think it's about the approach. You know, it's different if you're just having someone show you that to point out, you know, to to already have the answer being like, no, I want you to do it this way. But I mean, if we're talking about DEI and we're tying that in, you have to be open to how somebody else works. And what makes them most productive and makes them most efficient, right? Like for me, I I don't flourish being micromanaged. I just don't. Um, and so when someone does that, it actually does give me more anxiety, right? And makes me probably less productive. But if I got my job done, right? The output, because you mentioned like how how can people gauge, you know, maybe they want to gauge, how can they gauge how productive somebody is if they're not doing something like that? Well, their output, Are they completing projects on time? Are they showing up to meetings on time? Are they um, evolving? Are they developing? Those sorts of things. Because when you start a job, you have X responsibilities. You can tell if somebody is not doing those things. And maybe maybe some managers or supervisors perhaps would maybe say this is something Reggie, you might say, is I don't have the time (laughs) to to track if people, what people's output is all the time, if they're actually hitting their goals. But to me, it's, that seems a little bit more simple than, and and more uh, inclusive and open to diversity of how people work um, than trying to basically keep tabs on people. And then you have, and, and to me, that can also like, end up with people making a lot of mistakes because they're just trying to show that they're doing something in that moment, right? Like, let me move my mouse around. Let me just do this. Let me just do that to, to make sure that the timer doesn't go off. So what happens when you're so focused on making sure that the computer knows I'm doing something <laughs> versus actually doing something?
1: <laughs> I, I I think that's interesting. Uh, I, I want to say that you and I are both sports people. I, yeah. I, I play basketball, but you were really a sports person, being uh, uh, very, very good in soccer. And I want to bring this up: is that as a as a coach, I do need to see that you are practicing this particular skill. I, I need to see it. I don't need to to have you tell me you did it. That's why we have practice. I have practice so I can see that you're absolutely. Uh, using the technique that that I'm talking about. And you can call that micromanaging or not, but I absolutely need to see it in action. How come I can't see that in action as a manager in in work? I want to see it in action.
2: Well, I would hope too that there's like quarterly or yearly reviews or check-ins with your team because that's another thing too. And we've talked about this on past podcasts, like especially in a remote world, you have to put extra effort into still being aligned internally. So I I would argue that there should be other things in place to make sure that everybody's connected and doing what they need to do anyway, just because you are remote. I mean, Reggie, I haven't seen you in person in years, <laughs> literally years. And, um, you know, what do we have to do? We have to check in, we have to align, we have to, and through that, right, Be also being on the same team, I do know what you're doing. I do know that that you're executing certain goals and you know that I'm executing and what's going on with me, because, I mean, if you're if you're implying that without being able to you have to micromanage to see what someone's output is and like, are you just letting people kind of be out on their own islands anyway? That's probably not a good practice, you know, regardless So I think there's other ways and other opportunities to put an infrastructure in that doesn't hinder or make anybody feel like they're being babysat. But that as a manager or a supervisor, you're able to also measure, is this person actually hitting their goals? Are they developing? Are they doing these things? Because that's important, too. Like, you do want to know that when somebody, if you're trusting that, okay, now we're going to go fully remote or hybrid, this person is doing their stuff. Uh, But I think we have to kind of meet in the middle because not everybody works the same There's people that are super super efficient and there's some people that it takes them a little more time that's not a bad thing but why should someone that's super efficient can play tetris with their day have to be micromanaged because you might have a few people on your team that maybe do need to be micromanaged
0: becoming inclusive is presented by the kaleidoscope group your full service diversity equity and inclusion partner serving clients worldwide We can help you develop organizational change that actively engages everybody in your organization, turning resistance into energy and motivation for change. Let's talk about where you'd like to go and how to get there. Start with a visit to KGdiversity.com.
1: That's really, really interesting because it makes me think of, uh, I have a couple of friends who work for the U.S. Postal Service, and they can get their route done I don't know, in half of the time that is allotted for them to get that route done versus someone else who takes the full amount of time to get the route done. Now, I don't know if they have more packages or, or not, but this particular, a couple of my friends can absolutely whiz through through their route, but they take it so much slower because whizzing through their route, there's no benefit to just whizzing through that route. So, they just kind of take their time, and they they they'll they'll do what they do, and it's kind of come to the point that you're saying is that some people are, are more efficient, and and so on and so forth. I also have a couple of folks who work for the union, and uh and are bricklayers, and uh, you're only supposed to lay, I guess, so many bricks uh, uh, an hour, and and but there's other people who can like put down twice as much. I, I don't know what the solution is for that. I think that that this thing uh, that, well, let me ask you this, what does micromanaging really look like to you? In the case of the postal service worker, does micromanaging look like uh, a supervisor following that person around, making sure that that person uh, uh, rings the bell, uh, uh, does the <laughs> types of, is, is that is that micromanaging to you? What, is, what does it really look like to you? So we can actually define what we're talking about here.
2: Yeah, I think it varies. But for this example, I think it would be if like a manager was calling, right? Perhaps like every hour, every few hours to ask, what are you doing? Where are you at? How many packages have you dropped off? Like doing hourly check-ins, that sort of thing. So, or not hourly, but you know, every three or four hours checking in, having the report, that kind of thing. Or even if there was a system, right, where you had to log in and every so often you had to put in there how many packages you dropped off, where you were, that kind of thing, like logging time, for example. Like that to me would be like micromanaging. And then I think the other part of it would be then if there's a role of the person's managing you like what do they do with that information now right like I'm going to give you this plan this is how you have to do it this is how much time you have and then giving you this like infrastructure that they think is appropriate based on you know how how short or long they think it should take or the company thinks that it should take that's kind of how I see it just because in your example, it's you know there's several people. It takes one person longer, one shorter. But in the day, did all the packages get delivered? That's to me what's important. Not how did the packages get delivered.
1: <laughs> so, so here, here. Wow, I mean, here's if you agree the, with that, what do you think? <laughs> well, well, here's the dilemma of the postal supervisor. Is yeah, that everybody has these cases in their in their city of people who did not deliver the mail. And put right. the mail in some, and in, in some dumpster, and have been doing <laughs> it for some time. So, so, and and the people who didn't get the mail didn't know that they weren't getting their mail because they're like, I guess right. I didn't get mail today. So, yeah. So there's. I, I, <laughs> I I still need to know that you delivered the mail in some kind of way, but you would say that's micromanaging because I want to know that you stopped by Reginald Ponder's house and dropped that mail.
2: (laughs) I think, but I think, okay, so in this case, I would hope that if, if, in this case, I would hope that there's systems, other systems in place where you wouldn't have to micromanage to know if someone's doing their job that as a manager again, or a supervisor, you're looking at that you know, every week or at the end of every day to see what got delivered and what didn't get delivered. Um, I would hope that that would be a type of responsibility that a manager or supervisor has. I think if in a case where that's not the situation, then I could see where, okay, if you don't have any kind of procedure, you know, um, or cadence of how things happen to make sure that those things get executed, then yeah, I guess you do have to check in every so often and do that kind of thing if you aren't don't have anything else. And yeah, that would be the only way to do it. Um, because yeah, you need to make sure that the mail gets to the recipient
1: um, and that, that it doesn't so get lost. So you're, uh, the last kind of thing I was kind of throwing here, you're in charge of podcasts. And <laughs> for you, micromanaging would be uh asking did you find the guest what the topic is uh when when is it going to happen is that micromanaging for you i would say yes for me um cur-
2: yes um but like currently how we do it it's like this is your goal this is this is what your goal is for the year you have to reach this and maybe some questions when we but we meet ever so often you know to talk about the status of it how it's going all those sorts of things that and and to make sure that every week okay yeah in this dashboard one went out a week right like you can see whether or not i'm being productive or not based on that so it's easy for someone that is managing me or trying to see how productive i am based on my output if i go 3 weeks without a podcast obviously something is happening <laughs> and would warrant a response um, versus somebody every week being like, "Who's going to be on the Who's going to be on the podcast this week? When is it going to launch? What's the topic going to be?" X all of that stuff um, to me would be micromanaging versus
1: the current procedure. <laughs> I think that that's a really good uh, illustration of how what what you think is micromanaging. And and before we close out, can you read but, that? But part you're actually brought
2: up a really good point though. Is the understanding of micromanaging can vary. And when we're looking through that at a DEI, DEI lens, right? As a leader, it can be difficult to figure out how do I, what does micromanagement look like to each of my employees? Because there are some things that I might say are micromanaging that you might really need, Reggie, that you find to be really helpful.
1: Right, and so um, that becomes, absolutely, <laughs> and that, that becomes difficult. In fact, uh, in, in this in the example that I gave where, where it's a true example where companies are monitoring keystrokes and and yep. face on the computer, a couple of women uh, said that they liked that, and the reason they did is because they felt that they were doing that they were being uh, kind of discounted in the in their contributions that they were making mm-hmm. to the team. And they knew that some of their male counterparts weren't making the same types of contributions. So they were like, Yes, bring it on. Cause you'll see that I'm doing <laughs> that I'm working, that I'm yeah. at my desk, and I'm I, and and actually it'll it'll help me bubble to the top. I mean, I'll bubble up to the top because right now you just think that Jim is doing what he's doing, and he's really not doing that. Yeah, much. that's I'm true.
2: Yeah, that's true. Continue. That's where I think, yeah, that's where I think it could be helpful. So in answering those questions, a lot of them too, is like, what does, right, what does CAT see as micromanaging, okay? But then also it's, it's, there's opportunity there because depending on your level in the company, you may not get that much exposure to different people. And that might be a way for you to actually get that exposure. And so I really think it's by person, right? Like it's by person, but then as a leader, okay, I can't customize how I manage every single person, because then you're having to manage, like, you know, remember, well, you know, Susie likes it this way. Reggie likes it this way. Jody likes it that way. Like that obviously is way too much for a leader to have to do. But I do think there's just some, how can we meet in the middle on this? Because there's, and I think it's just kind of breaking it up into the different buckets, right? Productivity, efficiency, output, to your point, um, the example you just gave Reggie, exposure, um, what are the needs? What am I seeing from my employees that are important? How can I how can I look at this and elevate my employees without harming their productivity? Um, but then also we can't make everybody happy. That that's just that's just a fact. But I think sometimes what people like about working from home is the flexibility in your day. So if you take that away, would people say I may as well just go into the office? <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and what's interesting about that is that I, I haven't seen all the studies, but I've seen some studies that, that suggest that working from home, people work more than they would than, than yeah. being in an office because you're not taking your work home. Your work is already at home. And right. so if you take the middle, middle of the day to go to a dental appointment, you come back, you do the things you need to do, but at 10 o'clock at night, you're back at it because your office is right in your home, and you're like, okay, I got, I got, I have to get these things done. I don't know if that's a hundred percent true, but I have seen some studies that suggest yeah. that people work more when when are they're, when they're at home. I I I think what I take from our discussion as we close out here, Kat, is that micromanaging is different for uh, different people, and that what managers already do is they look at their their individuals anyway. If a, for instance, you have a a child at home, and if your if your child right now came onto the screen, your manager would be, oh, I understand that because you're at home. That that's 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 just that discretion that that uh, flexibility of say, I, 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 no worries, go ahead and take care, of Oliver, uh, for the two minutes. And, and whatever you need to do, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, start back up. But I think the pandemic has exposed that in some ways to say that there needs to be a little bit more flexibility um, when we've always as managers had some type of discretion as to how we use our, how we interact with, with our counterparts and our employees, our workers or whatever you'd like to call it. So I, I would say that th- that it does look different for each person. However, this whole issue of discretion and flexibility as a manager is not a new issue. We've always had it. We've always always done it. It might be a little bit more pronounced now because we're at home. And just try to figure that out uh, for what your players need. I'll I'll end it with saying, uh, again, as a sports person, you cannot treat all of your, uh, you are on, on a high level soccer team. You cannot treat everybody exactly the same. You got your scores. you got your defenders, you got your w- whatever. I, I don't even understand soccer. Um, <laughs> midfielders, uh, <but> forwards, <laughs> midfielders, and, and all that, and and you give them different tasks, and you also. Um, Look at the, where they are from an ability perspective as well. You're like, okay, they're not going to be able to bend it like Beckham or bend it like Cat, <laughs> and um, you know they're just not going to. They, they don't do that. So, so there's some a varia- variability in terms of I think how you um, work with your employees, work with your team, all that type of stuff. And I just think managers need to keep that in in mind. Uh, last yeah. last comments for you.
2: No, definitely. I mean, I like that analogy about soccer. I mean, there would be different drills for different positions on the field. And sometimes if you were a forward, you would have to partake in, you know, a a um, a skill or something or a drill that was for defenders. Like, you know what I mean? So that's what you're pointing out is true. It's just DEI, right? It's diversity, equity and incl- inclusion. And, and you just have to be aware that different people have different needs and they're is a less overwhelming way to cater to them um, without trying to make everybody happy, but also nourishing each individual's best way of being productive.
1: So I'll ask you to end it with the quote. Read the quote one once again. Oh, yes.
2: I'm going to read it one more time. Micromanagement is a complete waste of everybody's time. It sucks the life out of employees, fosters anxiety, and creates a high-stress work environment. Select the right people and give them room to get on with the job. And I also want to point out really quick before we end that this micromanagement can happen whether you are in person, in an office, or you are out of an office and working from home, or if you're on
1: so it's not exclusive to just this work from home. Well, I'd like to say I thank you Kat for this conversation. I don't think we solved anything everyone who's listening. Yeah. I just yeah. think that we brought, I, I I just think we brought up an issue which we'd like to hear from you. You're out there <laughs> As a manager, as a worker, we'd love to hear from you as to what you think about this particular topic because it's, it's so fascinating and I think it is so variable. I'm, I'm Reggie Ponder and this is Becoming Inclusive and that is Katherine Potts, my co-host.
2: Bye everyone. Oh, don't forget like, share, let us know how you feel, all that sort of stuff. The feedback is appreciated.
0: Thanks for joining us and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Becoming Inclusive is presented by the Kaleidoscope Group, your full-service diversity, equity, and inclusion partner serving clients worldwide. Learn more and continue the conversation at kgdiversity.com.